Woo. Bless me. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode nine of Can We Just Talk? You got it, guys. Can you believe it's this episode and then next week's episode and then we're on a break. We're on a break. That's the end of season one. I can't believe it. I keep saying I can't believe it, but like, yes, I can. (laughs) I just have to keep telling myself like, yes, you can. You know what I mean? You thought about it. You executed. And you slayed that shit, Tanika. Pat yourself on the back. Anytime you listen to this in the future, give yourself a fist bump. (laughs) How are you guys doing this week? Honestly, you guys, last weekend was like almost criminal it was so hot in western bc it doesn't get i was telling everybody i talked to about this like western um canada where i live like vancouver it doesn't have any like weather extremes like it never gets like really really cold and it never gets really really hot vancouver kind of just floats in the middle And so whenever something happens outside of the norm, Vancouver does not know what to do. (laughs) So last weekend, the temperature was like 45 degrees. In some places, it was like 50 degrees. I heard that one town broke the record for the highest temperature. And then the next day broke it again. And then the next day broke it again. I also read another small town up north caught on fire because Vancouver BC has tons of forest fires every summer completely ablaze gone all the ice was sold out all the fans were sold out people were renting hotel rooms just for the air conditioning I went grocery shopping yes like two days ago all the ice cream was gone and this was like a week after the heat wave so it's just like people really don't know what to do school excuse me schools closed down because of the heat it was a disaster thank god seriously thank god i live below ground nice and cool i did have to sleep with an ice pack for one of the nights it was uncomfortable but for the most part it was okay and the sucky thing about the heat wave is like it's not like it's just hot all day and then at night you get like a cool breeze no 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 it would have that would have been too easy it was like 50 degrees during the day 35 degrees at night there was no escaping that heat and the air was thick like it was humid on top of it it was very bizarre i hope that in summers to come that doesn't get longer because we only had it for three days and the world was in a tizzy so god forbid if by some nightmare we get a heat wave for longer. There are places in the States that are that hot all summer, like in Texas, Georgia, Florida. Like you could not catch me. You could not catch me. That is crazy. I don't know how those people are surviving. Good AC and lots of ice because there's just no way. There's no way. We're through it now, past the heat wave. Everything is back to normal. Fingers crossed we don't go through that again because it was traumatic. How did you guys deal with the heat? Or if it wasn't as hot where you were, did you hear about the heat? We had a lot of deaths too, which is really unfortunate. A lot of um, older people were dying from like cardiac arrest because it was so hot. I'm telling you, if it's not one thing, it's the other. The ocean is on fire in the Gulf of Mexico. A big oil spill happened, and it's like one big, like, fire circle. They're trying to put that out. Ugh. It's global warming. Something's happening. <laughs> Please. Um, besides that ridiculous heat wave, we are now, like, in summer. It's July school's out it's nice and warm out the days are long I was saying that too when I talked to my family who lives back on the east coast I don't know if it's the way we're positioned on the earth or 
if we're on an axis, if this is the reason. But in Western Vancouver, or Western Canada, sorry, I've never experienced the sun being, like, the sky being light until, like, 10 p.m., until I moved here. That's so odd to me still. (laughs) Because in Central Canada and in Eastern Canada, where I've lived before, even in the summer... The sun is down by like 9 o'clock, 9.30. But here, for some reason, the sun is up. Like, when I, t- when I say the sun is up, I don't mean it's like in the sky. But I just mean like the sky is still like a light blue. Like, it's still lit up, not fully dark until like 10 o'clock and then sometimes 10.30. Why? What reason? Is the sun still up or giving light at 10.30? I don't understand. Very odd. Very strange. Anyway, this episode I've been wanting to do for a really long time. I'm kind of excited about it. And I feel like I could honestly do a part two and maybe even a part three. Because we're going to be talking about some jobs that I used to have and some stories that have happened at these jobs because if you don't know this about me I've been working since 15 or 16 so 10 years now and if I wrote down all the places I've worked I think it's maybe about 10 maybe more There are some places that I don't remember until I see it and I'm like, oh yeah, I used to work there. I used to work there. I used to work there. Honestly, when I was younger and I wanted a job, I would just go on the mall website and I would look for stores that were hiring or I would just go into the mall and give my resume, but I would usually look for places that were hiring first. And this was um, during school. And then after high school, when I really didn't know what I wanted to do, I had open availability so I could work wherever I wanted. But then I also got bored really quickly because I figured out fast that some of these retail jobs I didn't want to do. So I would leave them and then just go to another retail job. So I was bouncing around this one mall for years. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about a few jobs that I've had and some stories that have happened at each of those jobs. Um, because I have some good ones, as you can imagine, a lot of these are retail, actually all of them are retail jobs. Um, so we're going to be talking about that today. I'm excited. I'll give you a few. Cause like I said, I could do this in parts. That's how many jobs I've worked at. <laughs> so before we get into the juice, let's talk about a few celebrity slash current events. Are you guys sick of hearing me talking about boxing yet? Too bad. I'm talking about it again because I just discovered um, that boxing match I talked about a few episodes ago, the TikTokers versus YouTube one. Okay, so it happened, right? The beginning of June. And Austin McBroom won, if you didn't know that. But he didn't win by a knockout. He was just punching Bryce over and over his nose was bleeding and then the ref just called it and said oh Austin won but Bryce could have still kept going I don't know why they called it it was very odd um but get into this why don't you okay so the company that put on the show the boxing event is called social gloves okay like social media gloves like boxing gloves so social gloves put this thing on right Right after the fight, Social Glove Gloves <laughs> declared bankruptcy. Yeah, you heard me correct. Declared bankruptcy, and none of the fighters have been paid. Just let that sink in. None of the fighters have been paid. I want you guys to know there were seven or eight fights yeah eight fights I'm looking at my notes right now eight fights which means there were 16 opponents and none of them have been paid just to give you a little bit of insight as to why that's nuts 
Bryce Hall, which is the headliner who went against Austin McBroom, his rate was $5 million. He was going to make $5 million whether he won or lost. And then he was going to get an extra million if he won by knockout. I don't know how much Austin was making because he never said, but I'm assuming because Austin was the one that put this whole thing together, he's probably walking away with at least eight or nine mil and no one was paid. Now get into the kicker. I'm going to hold for dramatic effect. Austin McBroom owns a majority of social gloves. Let me say that again. Austin McBroom owns a majority of the company that put on this event that is now not paying its participants. Like, isn't that a bit sus? People are saying that it's very scammy. He started this company, put on this event, made a whole shablow about it, and then just pocketed all the money. But what I think happened is they wanted to make this event good. There have been other events in the past, other boxing events, like Jake Paul has boxed, for example, and those fights have been very high budget because they're being put on by companies like Triller and they've got a lot of big sponsors with lots and lots of money. Do y'all remember the app Triller where you would like pick a song and you would lip sync to it a bunch of times and then it would cut the video together for you? Yeah, Triller is still around and they have oodles of cash because they've been hosting and sponsoring a lot of boxing events that I've been talking about. A lot of the Jake Paul ones, a lot of the Logan Paul ones. They have money and so they hire high profile talent, i.e. Justin Bieber, Sweetie, Doja Cat, the list goes on, to bring people in to watch the show, naturally, right? And so Social Gloves wanted to do the same thing. Social Gloves, however, is not Triller. Triller is a multi-million dollar machine. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure Austin McBroom has multi-millions, but it's not Triller. You know what I mean? It's not going to bring in the same heat. It doesn't have the same reach, but he tried And so they hired a lot of um, high-profile talent. They had a lot of performers as well. And, like, he walked out with Lil Baby rapping. So I feel like maybe they had a lot of money, but they hired all this high-profile talent, and then when push came to shove, they didn't have enough money to pay their, their workers, their participants, their fighters. It's kind of backwards, I know Austin McBroom knows a lot of famous people. He couldn't ask for a favor. (laughs) Be like, yo, bro, spot me this show and I will literally put you on my YouTube channel. You'll gain a couple thousand followers or whatever. You don't have the family and friends discount? (laughs) I don't understand. Why would you hire this many high-profile artists yeah to bring attention but now you don't have enough to pay your artists and it's looking very joanne the scammer it's looking very high theft very much grab and go like he's grabbing your money and he's going i heard that the fight brought in only one hundred and thirty-six thousand um pay-per-view buys and they were expecting like in the millions I just feel like they thought that more people would give a shit. (laughs) And the thing is, this is where they went wrong. Wow, not me having a full discussion about this. Whatever. This is where they went wrong. When Jake Paul is fighting or when Logan Paul is fighting someone or when another YouTube boxer is fighting someone, usually it's Jake or Logan Paul these days, they're fighting. It might not be an actual boxer, but they're fighting somebody in like the UFC world MMA world Logan Paul actually fought Mayweather so that's gonna bring in heat Mayweather's got a ton of fans Logan Paul has a ton of fans or better he's got a ton of enemies that don't like him and so naturally that's gonna bring in 
attention. Same with Jake Paul. He's got a lot of fans, but he's also got way more people that don't like him. And he goes after athletes, like, or people who are MMA or UFA, UFC, excuse me, fighters that have fan base. And not just any fan base, adult fan base. That is the type of fan base that you want to cater to when you're doing a boxing event is adults. Because they're actually going to buy tickets and people are actually going to talk about it and give a shit. When you have something like a TikToker versus YouTube boxing match, the only people that are talking about it are broke 26-year-olds. Me. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Their audience is predominantly little 13-year-old girls and boys. I highly doubt they're going to be able to take their mom's credit card and pay $50 for this pay-per-view fight of two nitwits dinking each other in the face for 12 minutes. You just appeal to the wrong audience. You needed to get, like, some adults running that shit. And I feel like they would have made a little bit more money that way. That's just my opinion. What do I know about anything? But it makes sense to me because now look, declaring bankruptcy, very suspicious and shady. He was tweeting about it. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the YouTuber Tana Mojo, but she was tweeting about it. And then he replied and was like, you're so stupid. That's not how it went. Blah, blah, blah. So let's go to Austin McBroom's Twitter right now. And let's see if he said anything. Nope. Nothing. Nothing. Well, we'll have to see how that plays out. And you know for sure I'm going to be talking about it because what else am I going to do? All right. So let's move on to my jobs I don't have anything else are you guys ready to talk about this I've have I've had excuse me a lot of jobs as I said earlier um basically what would happen is I was 18 fresh out of high school I had to work because I wasn't going to college I didn't know what I wanted to do But my mom was not going to allow me to just stay home like a bum on a log. No, you either go to school or you get a job. That's just how it is. So I'm like, all right, bet. Like, I'm going to go get a job, get some money. Looking back now, I wish I saved what I made because I did not have any bills except for a phone bill. And I could barely keep that on. So I wish I saved what I made. Hindsight really is twenty twenty. Anyways, so let's get into my very first job. My very first job, I was 16 years old, walking around the mall. I don't know if I'm allowed to say the names of these places. Because, you know, when I get larger than life, <laughs> I don't know if people are going to look back at this and be like, oh. Tanika was shit talking all these establishments so I'm just gonna like disguise the name but you guys are gonna know like it's gonna be easy to understand who I'm talking about so anyways I'm walking through the mall my local mall and you know when um, a store is being like built like it's coming up it's like boarded up but then it has like the logo of what the store is so I'm walking through the mall and I see this like section of the mall that's boarded up and it's got a sign that says Schmath and Schmatty Schwerks. <laughs> oh my god, I killed myself. Schmath and Schmatty Schwerks. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, they're building their open mom. They're opening a Schmath and Schmatty Works. <laughs> and they're hiring. Like, I would love to work there. <laughs> So my mom was like, apply. So I'm like, okay. So like, it will it'll usually say like, now hiring. And then I'll have an email where you can submit your resume. So I typed up a little resume, had my mom look over it. And then I um, gave it in. I emailed it in. I get a phone call. 
And they're like, hey, this is Schmath and Schmati Works. <laughs> is this Tanika? Every time I say that, I die. I'm like, yes, it is. And they're like, awesome. We just saw your resume and we would love to invite you for a group interview tomorrow at 2 p.m. And I was like, all right, perf, I'll be there. Click. So I put on my Sunday best. You know, I'm wearing a little button down. I think I was wearing a skirt, like church clothes, because my mom was like, it's an interview. You have to dress up and look good, which is true. So I looked really cute and my mommy went with me. (laughs) I'm like 16 at this time. I'm in school, but I need a job. So I'm in school. I'm 16 years old. My mom comes with me and she's like, all right, let's go to your interview. I'm like, all right, cool. Now, interviews are already scary when you're sitting down and you're talking to a manager and you're having to sell yourself, right? But group interviews are from hell because not only do you have to sell yourself to this person, you have to stand out. They're interviewing like six or seven people at a time and they're going to ask a question and you have to A and excuse me, you have to answer every single one. You have to give a good answer that sticks out and you have to showcase yourself amongst five or six other people who are trying to do the same thing. It's very odd. I don't know why group interviews exist. I guess maybe because they get so many applications or applicants, they want to, you know, get rid of them as quick as possible. So they do it in groups. But like, it doesn't make any sense and it's not fair. Anyways, we're moving on. So it's a group interview. I remember I picked a seat right in the middle because I assumed that that's where her eyes would naturally rest. I remember thinking that. So I sat in the middle. Um, there was eight of us in a semicircle in this like little office in the back of the mall. If you guys didn't know, the mall has like little offices or little rooms for people who work there. So we were in the back of a little room at the mall and, uh, it was scary. <laughs> it was scary. They asked us what our favorite scents were. I think I said warm vanilla sugar. <laughs> because that was like the typical and like Japanese cherry blossom those have been around forever so I said those because those are staples they asked us you know the typical like if there's a conflict between you and a customer how do you handle it what are your strengths what are your weaknesses why should we hire you which is such a stupid question by the way because why should you hire me Because I want to work here. Why do I want to work here is another stupid question. Because I need money. Hello? Why else? Because I like the ambiance? Sure. But the number one thing is I need to be paid. So are you going to hire me or not? (laughs) So they ask all these questions. I remember one woman in particular kept referring to schmath and schmatty works as bed bath and beyond (laughs) and it took everything in me not to laugh every time she said it and you could tell that the manager (laughs) that was interviewing us was getting progressively more and more irritated because (laughs) her lips started to curl by the end of the (laughs) interview every time that woman said bed bath and beyond all right so we do this interview right i think everything goes well So then she separates us and I'm still sitting in my chair. So she's like, all right, you, 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 you guys can go. We'll give you guys calls back. And then you three can go. We'll give you guys calls back or something like that. She split us up. And I remember still sitting in my chair and there was like two or three other people that remained sitting with me out of the eight. And she was like, congratulations, you guys got the job. You guys start next week wednesday 9 a.m come to the store and we'll show you guys where to go i was so excited i remember my face lighting up like the fourth of july i was so hyped i walked out of that room and i ran into my mother's arms and i cried (laughs) so embarrassing i cried at the mall because i was so excited i got my first job and So now we fast forward to a week later and we get there and I don't know if it's still like this, but the Schmath and Schwaddy Works uniform used to be white top, 
and denim on the bottom. It doesn't matter what kind of denim. You could wear a white shirt and like overalls, jeans, regular jeans, high-waisted jeans, jean shorts, jean skirt. It just had to be white on top and denim on the bottom. And then I think just black shoes. Easy enough. Now, when you get hired at a store that isn't open yet, first of all, if you're thinking about doing that, don't. That is my number one tip. Do not apply to a store that's not open yet. Apply once it's open. Why, you may ask? Because when the store isn't open and they start up like hiring a bunch of people, it's so that they can open the store. I did not know this at the time. But when I got hired at Schmath and Schmatty Works, I go in, right? And it's an empty room, basically. The store is not set up. It's bare. It's just a shell. And it was our job to fill the shelves with what the store wanted. So I was in charge of the lipstick tower, the lip gloss tower, excuse me. It was pre-built. They gave me all the lip glosses and boxes. And then they gave me the piece of paper to show like what lip gloss goes where. And I had to fill that thing. It took me like three days. There were so many lip glosses and I have to figure out where to put them and I had to like follow the sheet. It was a lot of work. (laughs) So I do this lip gloss tower. I was so proud of it. I'm still proud. I know for a fact that if I went there today, I would tell someone I made this lip gloss tower. It's here because of me. (laughs) But they get us to fill up the store. It takes about a week and a half. And then we have our launch date. They train us, obviously, to like take cash and they teach us about the scents and how to sell blah 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 and now it's the grand opening hurrah it's open now they give you like this is the type of place where you have your schedule printed and then you either take a picture or memorize it and I remember after the store opened I worked there for like two weeks and then after the store opened I wasn't getting a single shift. I was very confused. And this is exactly what I said. When there's a store that's opening, do not apply. Do not apply. Wait for them to open and then wait a month or two after and then apply. Because when stores are open, I know this now, but I didn't know this back then. When stores are looking to open, retail stores, they hire a bunch of people, a bunch oodles and oodles and oodles of people okay and they use these people to open the store set up shop clean basically do all the work they need and then they either fire these people or they do a soft fire I like to call it a soft termination where they just don't give you any shifts technically You still work there, but you're not getting any shifts. And eventually, you're going to get fed up that you're not getting any shifts and you're not making any money. And you quit or you just find another job. A soft termination. That's what I like to call it. It's happened to me twice in my life. This is the first time. The second time we'll talk about at a later date. But the first time it happened to me was that Schmaff and Schmatty works. I was so hurt that they used me to build their lip gloss tower and then they did not need me. I could have really sold the shit out of those hand lotions. But they'll never know that now, will they? Hmm. No. So that was my first job ever, Schmath and Schmatty Works. I low-key wish I still worked there because now I'm obsessed with their candles and I could use the employee discount. Okay, the second job I want to talk about. These are not in order, by the way. I worked, like I said, tons of jobs, and I don't remember the order exactly. These are just the ones that kind of, like, stick out. My second job... (laughs) For the most part, I worked in retail. This is the only time I've ever worked in the food business, and I'll never go back. It scarred me. I worked at Papa John's. Papa John's Pizza. Yeah. I worked there for a total of... Mm, like two and a half months 
you'll understand why when I tell you the story. But it was mm, the worst job I've ever had. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't disguise the name. Don't sue me, Papa. Sh Papa John's. <laughs> I didn't disguise the name. Shit. Whatever. Okay, I said it already. <laughs> okay, so I worked at Shmapa John's. <laughs> and the reason I worked at this place is because when I lived in Central Canada and I was moving to Western Canada, I thought my mom and I had planned to move in like July. But then some stuff came up and we didn't end up moving until September. But I already quit my old job in July. So I'm like, shoot, now I need something to do for the, these next two months to hold me over until September. And so I just needed something quick and I needed something close to my house. It didn't have to be, you know, something that I liked to do because I was only going to be there two months anyway. And a Shmapa John's opened up near my house and I was like, whatever I'll apply I can make pizza so I apply I get the job they give me the shirt (laughs) they give me the hat and now I work at Shmapa John's now for the most part I work the register it was the type of Shmapa John's where you could like go in and order in person which is like a feat in itself because I'm thinking now I've ordered maybe six pizzas this year and none of them in person. I don't think I'll ever order pizza in person again or over the phone. Just use the app. It's so much easier. But at this time, you could go in and order in person or you could call or you could go online. It was three ways at this time. So I worked at the cash register because a lot of times people would order online and then come and pick it up or they would phone in and then come pick it up. So they'd still have to pay in person. And so, so at this point I'm working the cash register and then making pizzas as well. But the owner made it clear that making pizzas was not my first priority. My first priority was being front of house at the cash register I don't know if it was because he didn't trust me or because he really did need someone to run run the cash register but he made it very clear that making pizzas would not be my main focus but we'll soon discover that that was a lie because I was making pizzas like I was Shmapa John's myself so they teach me how to take orders which is actually kind of complicated because when you think about it, think about a pizza restaurant and then think about all the toppings they offer and then think about the fact that you can do half and half and then you can do different cuts and then different sauces, different cheeses. Like the the opportunity, the possibilities are endless. And so it's really hard at first to know how to take an order for pizza. And then... The stickers come out of this little machine and you have to put them on the boxes. And then in my downtime, I was folding those boxes as well. It was a lot, okay? They taught me how to make the the pizzas. I can still make, like, basically at Shmapa John's, the dough comes pre-made. I will say, Shmapa John's is expensive for a reason because those ingredients are really fresh, I know, I would chop the green peppers with my hands. Those are fresh ingredients. I understand the price now. Now, the dough comes pre-made. It comes pre-sized. Whether you want small, medium, large, extra large, you'll have the sized dough. And then basically what you do is you take the ball of dough that the person ordered. You like shape it into a pizza and you shape the crust. You ladle the sauce and then you put the cheese on. Now, they had like different ways to make the pizza so if you order let's say just a pepperoni pizza it's sauce cheese pepperoni however if you order let's say a deluxe pizza that has like pepperonis olives green peppers blah 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 it's sauce pepperoni cheese and then everything else like sometimes you have to put certain topics under the or toppings sorry under the cheese I don't understand, but I will tell you this. Sometimes I would make pizzas that required, let's say, onions, and I would forget to put the onions on. And then when the pizza came out, 
my horrible boss, I'll get to her in a minute, would look at the pizza and be like, I don't see any pizza. I don't see any onions on here. And I'd be like, oh, they're under the cheese. (laughs) She'd be like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I made it. There's no onions on that thing. So sometimes that would save you if you could just say that the toppings were under the cheese. Anyways, I'm at this place. Now, the reason why this job was the worst I've ever had was because this job all the people that worked there knew each other and not knew each other because they worked together. No, no, no. It was like the manager hired her sister-in-law and her sister-in-law's two kids. And then she hired a friend of hers and then her friend's sister. Like they all were family or knew each other outside of work for a really long time. So they all kind of clicked up. And then anybody else they hired was just like an outsider. It was very uncomfortable because this boss was really mean to me. I think it was because I didn't know her personally. I don't know what it was, but she was so rude to me. Probably one of the worst bosses I've ever had. She'd always yell at me if I made a mistake and she would yell in front of other people. And the Shmapa Johns was small. So even if you're in the back of the Shmapa Johns, you can see the front of the Shrampa Johns. So she would yell at me for stuff that I didn't know or stuff that she wouldn't teach me. She'd make me seem like I was the worst employee out of the bunch when I'm not the one making the pizza, sweetheart. It was torture. Now, I think what happened was the owners of the Shmapa Johns were two brothers One of them was married, one of them was single. And my boss had the biggest crush on the single guy who owned half of the Shmapa Johns. Now, sometimes he would come in and, like, talk to us and, like, get to know us, obviously, and build good, like, owner-employee relationships. So when this guy came in, the first time I ever met him, he was like, oh, you're new. I was like, yeah. He's like, how are you liking it so far? Trying to talk to me because I don't know him. Everybody else does and I don't. So he's talking to me, I'm talking to him, he starts showing me, like, how to make the pizzas because he wants to know that I, like, have the right information and that my boss taught me correctly. So one day, we just spent all day together. He showed me everything properly, I guess, the way he wanted it done. And for some reason, that set my boss off. And after that, it was on, bitch. Like, she did not want nothing to do with me. (laughs) If I put in an order too late or if I wasn't fast enough, Tanika, what are you doing? You have you have customers. Did you take their orders yet? What are you doing? Why are you standing here? Start making the pizzas. Tanika, why are you making the pizzas? Get up to the front. We have customers. Did you put onions on this? What does that say? Is it pepperoni and extra cheese? Because you didn't... Did you ask them if they wanted... It was like that. Just on my ass for everything. I'm like, girl, I'm not the only person that works here. Hello? Why are you yelling at me? Why are you yelling at me? One day, this is probably the worst. There was the way that the Shmapa Johns was set up was like there was a cash register and then you could also like it was like a clear glass beside it. So if you were a customer and you stood beside the clear glass, you could see us making your pizza. OK, and so. At this point, it's like a lunch rush. It's like Saturday evening. Everyone, no one wants to cook. Everyone's ordering pizzas. And we had two customers in store, but we had a bunch of orders come in like online and over the phone. And so it's like all hands on deck, basically. And so this pizza comes out of the pizza oven. And the way that this schmoppajons was designed was like the pizza oven was in the middle of the kitchen. And then once it rolled out of the pizza oven you took one of those like pizza paddles you pick up the pizza you have to do a 180 turn to a counter behind you slide the pizza in the box and then you cut it in the box okay why they didn't make the pizza oven right beside the counter where you cut it up i will never know to this day whose idea was it to put the pizza oven in a place where you have to swing around with a hot pizza on a paddle with no borders You guys already know what I'm going to say. I swoop up this pizza where everyone's rushing around. I swoop up this pizza. I do my 180. I bump right into my manager. Drop this hot ass pizza all over the ground. 
and it's hot like the cheese and the toppings haven't set yet so they can slide off really easily and everything psh, the pizza hit toppings <laughs> topping side down <laughs> and i'm telling you it was like like you could hear it like the record scratch and you could just hear my pizza slip onto the ground it was so i was mortified i was mortified because the people who ordered it could see it <laughs> everybody in the kitchen could see it the drivers could see it it was so i just remember my boss being like oh shit and she's like pick this up pick this up now we're in a panic okay because we have to make a new pizza so she starts making the new pizza and i start picking this pizza up with my bare hands to put in the garbage and remember what i said about the pizza how it freshly came out of the pizza oven i'm scalding my fingertips trying to pick up this pizza because i'm pick i picked it up on all the cheese and toppings <laughs> all the cheese and toppings were on the ground and i was just holding the dry crust because it didn't set yet so i threw this crust in the garbage and then i had to just I got paper towels and I just started scooping up sauce and cheese <laughs> into the garbage in front of everyone. And everyone still had to work because there were still people there. So everyone's kind of like walking around me. I'm in the center of the kitchen just like scooping pepperoni and sausage up into the garbage. And it's hot as fuck. So my... <laughs> oh my god, it was the worst time of my life. So after that fiasco happened my boss in front of everyone once we finished the rush and it's like died down she's like what was that are you an idiot why would you spin so fast around when you have this pizza in your hand there's tons of people working in here why would you do, like berating me berating me i'm not saying anything because like i know i made the mistake and also it's kind of scary because everyone else that works there is basically related to her so like if i talk back it's like one against ten you know what i mean so I took it, I ate it, it was horrible, she cussed me out so bad, thank god it was the end of my shift, so after she cussed me out, I just changed my clothes, and she's like, you're lucky I'm letting you come back tomorrow, blah blah blah, something like that, I changed my clothes, I leave the restaurant, now, where the Shmapajans was, I could either walk home, or I could take the bus home, Today I decided to take the bus home. I probably should have walked, but I wanted to get home as fast as possible. So I get on the bus. I feel like shit. I drop this pizza in front of everyone. I hate this job. My boss is mean to me. And on top of it, she just bitched me out in front of everybody. So I'm sitting on this bus and I'm looking out the window and I'm just thinking to myself like, <laughs> this is so dramatic. But I'm looking out the window and I'm like, I just remember thinking like, is this what my life is going to be like? <laughs> I'm just going to keep working at jobs that I hate, being yelled at people that I don't like for the rest of my life. Because at this point, I did not know what I wanted to do. And so I'm like, I don't know what I want to do with myself. I don't think I'm going to go to college. So this is going to be my life. I'm literally going to be one of those people that flips burgers for a living. Not that there's anything wrong with flipping burgers, but they always like threaten you with that life result in school if you don't pick a career so i'm like this is gonna be my life i'm gonna be cutting pizzas until i'm 35 and the idea of not knowing what i wanted to do and being yelled at and just being tired probably just broke me down and i started crying not just a you know one or two tears that i could wipe away fully ugly sobbing on the bus like you know you cry and it's silent and you're like <sighs> like sniffles and then you cry sometimes and you're like <laughs> it was that it was that type of crying it was the second type of crying <laughs> and i was on the bus that's what i'm telling you i should have walked home because at least i could have cried and walked in private but i was on the bus and i just could not help it like it just all came out so just imagine you walk onto the bus, you see a, a black girl kind of near the back of the bus sitting by herself in a Papa John's, Shmapa John's <laughs> uniform, looking at the window and just like dry heaving. <laughs> I can laugh now because I'm older, 
but it was I was so defeated that day I remember just being like so like it was the worst and so I ride the bus all the way home crying all the way home get off the bus I finally get home. My mom's like, what's wrong? I'm like, this is the worst job I've ever had. My boss yelled at me in front of everyone. And I don't want to do it anymore. I can't do it. She's like, Tinga, you have like two weeks left. I understand, but pull through. So the next day I'm working a day shift. And there was only one person in that whole establishment that I got along with. And her name was Jenny. Whatever Jenny's doing today, I hope she's thriving. She was the sweetest little woman ever. She was so nice to me. For some reason, our boss was mean to her as well, but she was so sweet. Her two daughters also work there, and I loved Jenny, and I liked working with her because she was the only person that talked to me like a human being. And so me and Jenny are preparing all the veg, and she looks at me. She's like, Tanika, I don't know. Maybe the spirit told her because she looks at me and she goes, are you going to be here for a long time? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, are you going to be here for like a year or two? And I'm like, no, I'm literally leaving next week, but I'm not going to tell you that. So I was like, yeah, I think so. Why? She's like, honestly, Tanika, it's really hard working here because our boss is so rude. You know what? I'm going to shout her out at the end. But she's like, our boss is so rude. And you're one of the only people I feel like I can talk to. So I hope you don't leave because I, this is after my boss chirped me out and she saw, she's like, I hope you don't leave because we need you. And she looked me in the eyes and was like, please don't leave. I was like, she knew. I was like, I won't leave Jenny. I promise. Full of shit. Full of shit. I had flights booked next week to move, to move. So I decided that that was going to be my last day. I was supposed to work up until the day I left, but I decided I'm over it. That woman chirped me out yesterday and I'm going to leave on a peaceful note. And so I think I worked like 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., which is the best shift because you miss the, the dinner rush. So I chopped my little vegetables, prepared everything. It was just me, Jenny, and one of the drivers. And the best thing about working at Shmapa John's is that lunchtime, you can just make a pizza for free. You can make pizzas. We used to make pizzas and like calzones and stuff. If we messed up a pizza, we could eat it. We would eat unlimited breadsticks as well. Oh, girl, it was heaven and hell. So I made a little pizza for lunch and now it's time for me to go. And the discount at this Shmapa John's was 50% off. So you could walk away with large pizzas for like $12. And so I'm like, I'm going to make a pizza. So I make this pizza, put everything I want on it. Also, I mean, I'm getting sidetracked quite a bit, but if you walk into a Papa John's, They have breaded chicken. You can put breaded chicken on your pizza. I highly recommend the breaded chicken and the Italian sausage. Very good. Anyways. So I make my pizza large. Lots of cheese. Lots of toppings, babe. (laughs) I'm getting my money's worth. I make this pizza. I think I make my mama pizza like a veggie pizza. I make a cookie. A warm cookie. I make wings. I make a... When I tell you a... Bad boy order, a bad boy order. Like two pizzas, two wings, cookies, the cinnamon pull-aparts, big drinks, these two two two-liter drinks. I racked up. I think my total was like $45. I rack up everything. I get a taxi home because I can't like carry all this food. I get a taxi home and I never went back to that Schmappa John's ever again. <laughs> when they hired me, I didn't tell them that I was moving because why would they hire me? So I kept it hush hush. I already knew that I was going to leave, but I thought that I was going to just like quit on the spot. No, I was like, if you're going to braid me in front of all my employees, 
I'm going to inconvenience you in the worst way. Now, remember I said that I did cash, like the cash register, and I took all the orders? And this was a Friday that I left, which means right before the rush, Saturday was going to be a rush. Sunday was going to be a rush. I'm like, okay, you want to yell at me like that? I'm going to clean house and then you'll never see me again. That's exactly what happened. Didn't call, didn't write, didn't text. Gone. I left my uniform in the bathroom, like my shirt and the hat as well. And I skedaddled right out of there. Never saw me again. I thought about writing a thank you card to Jenny. And then I didn't. But I don't regret it. I think it was the most badass way I've ever left a job. I know they were probably like, where is Tanika? Why isn't she here? Maybe if she didn't yell at me, I would have quit properly. But that's what you get. And, you know... Just because I feel like it, the boss's name was Florzel. Florzel. F-L-O-R-Z-E-L-L. I'ma spell that shit out too. Florzel, wherever you are right now, I hope you're suffering. <laughs> no, I'm serious. So, um, I had another jobs that I was gonna talk about, but we're already at the 50 minute mark. So I'm gonna save it for next time. I do one of these because, like I said, I have job stories out the wazoo. So I'm going to save that for next time. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining me. Next week is the last episode of the season, y'all. Can you believe it? We're going to get a little bit deep. I know I usually get really funny on these things, but we'll get into it next episode. It's going to get a little bit deep. We're going to get into some feelings. So I'm prepping you with something funny so we can get into something serious next week, okay? Thank you guys so much for listening. If you need any advice, if you have any questions, any comments, any concerns, visit me on the Instagram page at Can We Just Talk Pod. There's a link in the bio where you can send in your questions and I will answer them on the last episode of every season. We did it last week. We're going to be doing it um, continuing. So let me know if you have any questions any comments any concerns say hi to me on the instagram have a good week you guys thank you guys for rocking with me and yeah if you get hired by anyone by the name of florzel run love you guys so much peace out